0: New Jersey is providing truly historic tax relief. Living in New Jersey is about to become more affordable under the new anchor property tax relief program created by Governor Murphy and the legislature. The state will soon deliver over $2 billion in tax relief to more than 2 million homeowners and renters. Eligible New Jerseyans can receive up to $1,500 apply today. Even if you didn't qualify under the previous program, you may now. The deadline is February 28th. Visit anchor.nj.gov. Hello, Immigrantly listeners, and welcome back to another exciting episode of your favorite weekly podcast with me, Sadia Khan. Now, usually on this show, I'm joined by a guest who shares a little bit about their experience as both an immigrant and a human doing great things in the world. Those who know me know that I am all about breaking stereotypes, sharing other people's stories, and hopefully opening up more space for cross-cultural conversations. This week, though, my special guests will actually be people from the Immigrant Leap team. Isn't that exciting? And in honor of Valentine's Day, we are going to be discussing love, dating, and what that looks like for younger generations. Stay tuned because we've got some juicy conversations coming up. Before we jump in, I want to take a moment to also recognize Black History Month. You know, the way I see it, it's not enough to just know Martin Luther King or Frederick Douglass. There is so much history that schools simply don't teach. So, if you're really interested in learning more, which I really hope you are, you've got to do the work. So, for this episode, I am going to recommend that all of you check out the podcast Black History Year on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is great for a quick yet wide array of black history that will definitely get you invested in learning more. And now to our today's episode. So I have a quick question for all of you. How do you feel about dating apps? Is there or has there been a profile of you floating on Hinge, Bumble, Bumble? or up somewhere. Don't worry, I'm not trying to expose all of your dirty little secrets. It's just that dating apps are becoming more and more popular, especially for the younger generations, and I am curious about that. Not for me, of course. I'm happily married, but I do have two daughters, and one of them is at the dating age you know, the one defined by the broader American culture. So I'm curious to know more about how these dating apps work. Now, a survey conducted in 2019 by the Pew Research Center found that 48%, can you believe it, 48% of Americans aged 18 to 29 have used a dating app before. So basically half the population between 18 to 29 have used it. Now, I do understand that some of you may not want to use an app to find love, which is absolutely fine. But you know what? This isn't even the first time in human history that a third party has helped someone choose their next partner. I think you know what I'm referring to, right? So let me ask you this. Would you ever let your parents set you up with someone? Yep, I am talking about arranged marriages. Now, arranged marriages get a bad reputation as being some awful thing that is forced upon you. But here at Immigrantly, we are all about debunking these stereotypes. As some of you may know, I was born and raised in Pakistan, and I say this quite often during my episodes, where arranged marriages are pretty common, right? Right. So to set the record straight, your parents do not force you to marry anyone. By the way, we did a whole episode on arranged marriages in season 13, which was dedicated to love and relationships. So if you haven't checked that out, go back to season 13 of Immigrant League, find that episode, listen to it, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Anyways, coming back to arranged marriages, they simply connect you to someone who might be a good match and from there you're definitely free to say no. I personally do not have an arranged marriage, but I was never opposed to my parents helping me find someone. But here in the US, I feel like people find it cringy. But let's be honest, are dating apps that different from arranged marriages? Think about it. Someone other than yourself is putting you in contact with someone you might end up in a relationship with. And even if your goal is not to get married, which is again fine, why do so many people trust an algorithm over their family? Now I do understand that some people may think that their parents aren't good resources or maybe they would give horrible suggestions because sometimes parents do. But honestly, how many people have gone on dates from Bamboo or Hinge or whatever platform you're using and it's been horrible? Look, I am not trying to convince you. I just want to start the conversation. Like I mentioned earlier, we decided to talk to a few members of the team about this particular topic to get their perspective and get the conversation going. So, two people from our team, Kayla Lupali and She Yu, sat down. To have a conversation around love, relationships, dating apps, and much more. So here's their conversation about love. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, I'm Shay. I'm the podcast assistant at Immigrant Lee. I'm Kayla. I am the social media manager. All right. So we're going to be talking about love, relationships, and a bunch of other things that kind of go hand in hand with that. And we have a list of questions that we're going to be answering today. I have been in a long-term relationship for 11 years now. A very long-term relationship. I am still dating my high school sweetheart, which is very nice. And it does take a lot of work to be with somebody that long. What about you, Shay? My relationship status is a bit complicated.
2: I was in a three-year-long relationship with my college roommate. We both graduated in May and we're living together, um, but recently decided to take some time apart.
1: Yeah, sometimes you have to. Like, I did not live with my partner for like the bulk of our relationship because we were a long distance. So growing independently is definitely an important part of any relationship, in my opinion. So kudos to you two for like deciding that's what you needed yeah i mean hearing about your 11 year relationship
2: is just like so amazing and i definitely want to hear more um but i guess we can jump into the first question what does romantic love mean to you and what do you value in relationships
1: romantic love to me means finding someone who loves your quirks and your little weirdness and they have their own quirks and the two of you just work well together regardless of those little quirks and I think that's what romantic love is just learning to work together Mm -hmm. and then for what I value in relationships I definitely value independence And learning to listen and not butting head to head as often as you think you should. Like learning to just hear the other person out and hear what they're saying and being able to hear that and react accordingly and not just with your like first initial emotional response. Mm -hmm. What about you? This
2: is definitely the toughest question for me to answer. (laughs) And it's funny because it's the first one for me it's like romantic love is something that's really confusing and beautiful to experience and i think <laughs> um just like growing up i put a lot of emphasis on like the passion that i thought was required for something to be considered like romantic which i think is part of it for sure but i thought like romantic love meant passion and like the expression of passion so that meant like romanticizing like summer flings or like playing up narratives that we're used to seeing in movies like falling for your best friend or your neighbor like something that was like straight out of a fairy tale but I think from being in a committed relationship like learning that romantic love is a lot more than just unadulterated passion <laughs> or the fairy tale it's like commitment care affection and acceptance of the other person so like what you mentioned with like their quirks and like all the little things and someone that i met like really recently actually told me that their definition of romantic love was loving the others pursuit of their passions.
1: Oh, which
2: I just thought like was something that was really beautiful and like that kind of resonated with me. I love that. But in terms of like what I value in relationships, like I think similar to you, it's like my independence. Like I value the space to be an individual despite being with another person just like learning to be with myself and I like I think I still really value like having freedom
1: yeah no you can definitely be with someone 24 7 and still be your own independent person which I think is only something you can really learn when you're living with a committed partner like that's such a unique experience Have you used dating apps before now or would you in the future? I have used dating apps
2: before, and I'll use them now too. But it's more like making friends on Bumble BFF, or like getting restaurant recommendations when I'm in a new area. Like I think one of my prompts on like my dating profile is like asking people for, like, the best pho restaurant in the area because my favorite food is pho. And, like, I just like to hear what people, like, say. And I feel like it's a good way to, like, crowdsource information and meet new people. But my experiences with dating apps, I, like, haven't met anyone on dating apps who I, like, pursued a relationship with. But I definitely think it's possible um, to meet, like, your partner or your best friend on dating apps. But I think it's, like, both people have to take it as seriously as each other because I think dating apps can be really like soul sucking and just like another way to mindlessly scroll on your phone. I think it can also enable a lot of like toxic behavior of wanting like external validation from other people on your appearance. Yeah. But I think it can be like a really helpful tool depending on like how you want to be using it. Like, are you using it for hookups? Like, are you using it for a serious, committed relationship? There's also like different dating apps, I feel, based on like what you're looking for. Like, I feel like the stereotype for like Tinder is like hookups and one night stands. Yeah. And then Hinge is more like relationships and commitment. And Bumble is, I don't really know, like I only really use the Bumble BFF (laughs) version of it.
1: Yeah, no, Bumble BFF is great. I think it's so fun. Yeah. But Tinder definitely has a stereotypical air about it like or a certain vibe or like there are those really fancy dating apps that you hear about where people pay to like be members of so it's a question of do you actually have a better experience on those apps you pay for oh my gosh yeah <laughs> or is tinder just the baseline every dating app is the same
2: I think like for the people who are willing to pay for those apps, I feel like they definitely think it's worth it because they are looking for like elitism, right? Like either, like, I don't know if it's like a certain income bracket or like a certain level of like attractiveness, but I definitely think it's like very self-selecting. Like the people who are on those apps, like want people like them. (laughs) Have you used dating apps before?
1: I feel like for me, I'm definitely somebody who likes to go out. Like I'll go to concerts or I'll go out just with friends. I feel like it's easier for me that way because I'm in a more social setting. If I'm sitting there doom scrolling on a dating app, I think it could get very similar to just doom scrolling on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Like with Bumble BFF, I feel like it's a little different because everybody's just there looking for friends. But when it comes to an actual dating app, I think I would definitely be the type of person who would doom scroll. It would definitely mess with my self-image and stuff like that because all of like validation and like what if this person doesn't think my joke's funny stuff like that I think would really get to me because I'm a sensitive person yeah I feel
2: like a lot of people like feel that way a lot of people like delete and then redownload it and like it's like a cycle and I do think like the more time I spend on dating apps like the worse I do feel
1: yeah it seems like it's kind of a double-edged sword
2: Are there certain characteristics on someone's profile that would make them a definite no for you even before you met them or speak to them?
1: Okay, this is going to sound judgmental, but if you are holding a fish in your profile picture, as if you just finished fishing, I'm going to swipe away from you. Or if you have like a salt life sticker in the frame mm-hmm. of your photo, no. I just know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, if the bio is vaguely gross or, like, just rubs me the wrong way, I'm like, no. Like, what do you mean by gross? I guess personality or moral-wise, which can be very judgmental. But if your, like, politics and your morals just in general, like, you are kind of a bad person uh that's just like a no for me like because we will not get along like that's a no (laughs) yeah I think those are my two like big things how do you feel though like what are your icks? I think something similar comes
2: to mind, which is like, as like someone who identifies as queer, like I find if like someone writes or includes their like politics or like religion in their profile, I just kind of have like an alert in my head of like, is this person homophobic? Like, what are their opinions on like gay marriage, that kind of stuff? Like, I think it's just like interesting to think like, I don't think I would think to put my political affiliation or i'm not religious but like i don't think i would put that in my dating profile oh yeah so like for people who do are they searching for people with similar beliefs i just like think it's a really interesting thing of like what are you trying to signal
1: yeah if you
2: say you are conservative and christian like what are you trying to tell me
1: (laughs) yeah i agree because if you have that like advertised And you're not letting it come up in an organic matter that's very intense. Like you are just putting yourself out there and who knows like what the swipe rate is. Is that a correct term? Swipe rate? Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just, that's very intense. That's like a very intense personality as well. Like that is also a little bit of a red flag. Like if you are just like that, like adamant,
2: yeah. And I'm trying to be like, am I being too judgmental here by like calling that out? Or like, is it, I don't know, maybe it's just important. They're like, this is part of me. This is my identity. And like, I want people to know. But I think as like someone who personally, like, I don't identify strongly with either politics or religion. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something that stands out and that that I notice and like would probably just, like, keep it in my head, like, if I were to engage in a conversation with this person.
1: No, yeah, I'm the same way, so I hear you. I'm trying to think what else. Like, I think, like,
2: soft boy behavior. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is, (laughs) like, hard to explain, but it's, like, they're trying, like, too hard to project, like, an image of who they are, like, having, like, alternative taste in music. Or, like, books or movies, like, (laughs) mentioning that he, like you write poetry like that kind of stuff <laughs> oh my god yeah like I think it just comes across as like inauthentic yeah which maybe is like my biggest reason I would swipe no on someone but then you're like oh we're, we're on dating apps it's all like superficial it's all an image but I feel like you can kind of tell just like based on like the photos or language that people use like to tell me like are they this person yeah. or are they trying to like project to be this person What does it mean to compromise for someone you care about? Are there compromises you're unwilling to make? I think
1: to compromise for someone you care about means that you're willing to put your own pride aside for a little bit to make things work. And you're willing to listen to what that other person is saying and why they think you should compromise. Mm. But compromise is hard. That's definitely something a lot of people have to work on, myself included. Like I am stubborn, so like compromise can be really hard. Yeah, that's so
2: interesting that you talk about it in terms of pride and kind of like arguments, I think, which is not how I was thinking about compromise. How I was thinking of it was kind of like to compromise for someone means like holding space for their needs. Without compromising your values.:
1: Oh, okay.
2: So it's like, if my partner likes to go to bed early, then like I'll read outside or like watch something with headphones, because like it's something that like easy that I can do to like help them, that yeah isn't like taking away like who I am. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about like what you said with like pride. That's like a big factor for sure, and like why people are bad at compromising.
1: Yeah, I think people can often be set in their ways. Mm -hmm. So when you introduce a partner into your life, there are definitely things you can't do anymore, or like there are certain ways you do things and they do it completely different. And I think it's easy to have it devolve into an argument and you kind of have to compromise to figure out a solution. Yeah. It could be something as simple as like compromising on how you put the dishes away like something as mundane as that where you're yeah working together to like figure out a solution it can be as simple as that like it doesn't have to be some who gets to like sign the paperwork for something like Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it just comes down to like respecting that other person also yeah and listening to what they have to say and it's not like a you versus them sort of thing it's just uh you not knowing where they're coming from situation Mm -hmm. because we all have different life experiences and compromise helps you come together and a lot of people look at it as like a bad thing but I don't think it is I agree yeah I don't think compromising is a bad thing
2: I think like a lot of people do fight about like the dishes or right? like you know like small things like that yeah 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 I'm trying to think like if people do have like two very big like fundamentally different beliefs and like mm-hmm. do they need to compromise on those or they can just like be like we both think these separate things and like that doesn't mean we can't be together, right? Like, I feel like that's another form of compromising in terms of like, we don't need to both be on the same page about this. Like, we're both okay that we both think separate things.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great form of compromise, deciding, okay, we don't have to agree on this one thing and we respect each other's opinions. And I think that's a hard thing for people to realize Mm -hmm. because I think that's kind of a healthy mindset when it comes to compromise, knowing that you can have your own opinion and respect the other person's opinion and you still work together. And I think that's what really matters.
2: Does it seem like newer, younger generations are less likely to get married? If you think so, why do you think so? If you don't think so, is this something you can see yourself doing?
1: I don't know. I feel like I see a lot of young people getting married. And I also see a lot of young people say, like, they'll never get married. But I think it's kind of a mixed bag, if only because, I guess, millennials and Gen Z are definitely the ones who lived through like really intense divorces I feel like there was a huge divorce rate right, in like the 90s and the early aughts and I think that definitely plays a huge factor but like you said I've been with my partner for 11 years and for a very long time I said like I'm never getting married like and then last year I got engaged <gasps> oh my gosh congratulations <laughs> oh my gosh Thank you, Yes that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah um I think you'd be fine like your person your opinions will change Mm -hmm. so we think even if younger people and younger generations are less likely to get married stats wise who knows because you might find somebody who totally changes your mind what do you think I don't know if I have a good gauge on
2: whether like younger generations are less likely to get married, but I have had like a lot of conversations with like my friends about whether or not they want kids or like if it's ethical to have kids. Oh, yeah. And I think like part of it is just like this uncertainty of the future. Like for me personally, it's hard to picture like a healthy, thriving planet after like the year like 2030.
1: (laughs) No, I'm right there with you.
2: So it's like hard to just like even picture like getting married or like growing old with someone when I'm not sure if our planet will be around. Yeah. In like 50 years. But in terms of getting married, I think like I think before the pandemic, I would say like hookup culture meant that people were less likely to commit to long term relationships and marriages or like in my circles, that's kind of how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. But then I think like during the pandemic, it made a lot of couples, like, commit more quickly and more intensely, yeah. right? With, like, being quarantined together. And, like, it definitely happened in my relationship. Like, I think you had mentioned something about how that happened in your relationship. And I'm, like, I'm kind of curious. Like, do you think it was part of that that led to you being engaged?
1: Yeah, definitely living together Speed run, essentially, because we were together twenty four seven. So it was just like we had to learn super quick. Like, can we live together, and can we live together well? Mm-hmm. That was a huge factor that pushed us in that direction because we didn't live together, so we didn't know each other's quirks. Like getting up the middle of the night to get water, or like staying up later than one another. The pandemic really did push us towards realizing, okay, we can live together. We can live a life together. And like you said, the pandemic really did produce a lot of marriages. Yeah. Also, a lot of kids came out of quarantine, which I feel like is normal. What about you? Because you also lived with your partner in quarantine. Like, Did you feel similarly or like how did it feel to you?
2: I think so because we were roommates before being together, like we already knew each other's quirks, right? Like all those things that you find out after moving in together, like we started by living together. (laughs) And I think like during the pandemic and in quarantine, just like spending all of our time together, it was just like, yes, like, of course I could see myself like being with this person forever. And I think also a lot of like, Young and queer relationship. It's like the U Haul relationship. Like, I don't know if you've heard that term, but it's just like saying, like, in the queer community, how like relationships move really fast. Like, after the first date, like, you're ready to get married. And that's definitely like what we experienced in terms of just like how intensely and like how we felt about each other. But I mean, that was definitely like a product of quarantine and college and like just being young Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I can definitely see myself getting married in terms of like who I am as a person and like my beliefs but again it's just like hard to think that far in the future and like what is going to happen like before I get married like all the things in between now and that happening there's just a lot of uncertainty
1: yeah I think also it's hard to see where we're at globally and politically and like everything going on in the world and say, okay, like I want to get married. So I have like one good thing (laughs) like that will keep me going. I think it's hard to realize that's like an okay thing to say. Like marriage is like, if you're with somebody who you really love and want to spend your life with, I think it's okay to have like, Something that brings you joy when the rest of the world is on fire. Right. Even if it's like a quick marriage, like down in Las Vegas. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, our senior
2: trip in college was to Vegas. And we like joked about like, wouldn't it be so funny if we just got like married in Vegas (laughs) on our senior trip? Um, But we didn't. How did you know that you wanted to marry your partner?
1: I think... It really came down to him knowing, like, all of the baggage I come with and, like, all of my, like, own insecurities. And he just kind of is like, no, like, you are, like, a good person. And I think knowing that he thinks I'm a good person was kind of just like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I can, like, see myself just, like, vibing with him. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, being good for like each other for a really long time
2: would you let your parents set you up with someone why or why not i feel like my like my first reaction was like no like never and then i was like maybe i would do it for fun <laughs> like i wouldn't go to them to find me a serious partner mm-hmm. so like maybe i shouldn't do it and like waste like people's times but I think the main reason is because my parents and I just like we don't talk about love dating relationships like I never told them about any of my crushes growing up except like I had a celebrity crush on like Benedict Cumberbatch and they knew about that but like we just we don't talk about it um I don't know if it's like a cultural thing like growing up in an Asian American household Mm -hmm. Like, the way I introduced them to my partner, who they had already met as my college roommate and, like, close friend, was just, like, at Christmas dinner during the pandemic over Zoom. And it was just, like, hey, here's this person who I'm dating. And, like, that That was all, like, they ever got. I just, I guess, keep my personal life to myself. Um, So I feel like I was, like, I don't think they'd have any idea of my dating preferences. But... Maybe they'd be able to find me a good partner just based on like how they know me as their child. Yeah. So I'm very like skeptical, but I'm like curious about the experience.
1: Yeah. What about you? Oh, absolutely not. I would never let my parents set me up with someone. And that's not to say, like, I don't trust their opinions. Like, I just don't think that they would be able to find someone for me that I would really get along with. I have, like, a lot of weird quirks of just, like, my interests of, like, nerdy things or, like, wanting to be, like, left alone for, like, long periods of time just to, like, relax my brain. And I think that's something that they don't really consider if this partner wanted to like meet me or something mm-hmm. like we wouldn't see eye to eye, I guess in terms of like partners. And that's kind of where I'm like, no, also like grew up in an Italian American household. Like I do not want any part of like Italian American men or women or anything near me. <laughs> like, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I, I do trust my parents, but also like I was a first-hand witness to like their own marriage. So like, Mm -hmm. I would not want to have that repeat in my own life. Right. It's more so like curious about who they would set me up with, as opposed to
2: like actually wanting to find someone out of that. Yeah. Like, who do they think I'm into?
1: Yeah. I'd be so curious. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there are certainly things that, like, my parents, like, either, like, don't know or, like, don't care about in terms of, like, things I like or, like, things I, like, go out and do. So, like, what type of person would they set me up with when they don't know, like, little things like the type of music I like or something like that? Yeah. It'd be fun to just, like, do a simulation of that.
2: This was such a fun conversation to have with you, Kayla. Let's do it again sometime.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun talking to you, Shay. We should definitely do it again.
0: Wow. I learned so much about Shay and Kayla through this conversation, and I hope give you our listeners out there a little food for thought this valentine's day so my question to you is how do you think about love relationships and dating can it really be as easy as swiping right or does it have more complexity and nuance as evident from Shay and kayla's conversation if you enjoyed this conversation make sure to check out some of our other content on any podcast streaming platform, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We have over 200 episodes for you to listen to on your morning walk, your chores around the house, or your drive to work. So you can pick a new episode every day. But don't forget to check our episode on arranged marriages. It is so relevant to the conversation we just had. And of course, don't forget to check us out on ImmigrantlyPod.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok for more great content. This episode was written by Michaela Strother, produced by me, Sadia Khan. The editorial review was done by Shea Yu. And our amazing, amazing editor is Hazek Ahmed Farid. Until next time, take care.